Welcome to the Heroes of Reality podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. Welcome, young adventurers. Dylan here. And on today's podcast, I interview Ikfa Lansra, a futurist, keynote speaker, trainer, and author of the Dutch book, Bits, Bites, and Birustin. I completely butchered that. But in the English translation is the computer code and consciousness. She's passionate about the cutting edge of consciousness, computer technology, and human potential, and focuses on the implications and the applications of computer technology on our humanness, wellness, and consciousness. So without any further ado, I'm excited to introduce Ifka. Hello. Hello. Hey, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Of course, of course. So you are a futurist and a keynote speaker about the computer code and consciousness. Can you talk to me just a little bit about how does computer code and consciousness relate to one another? Well, uh, you tried reading the, the Dutch title of my book because it has been translated in English. Yet, I still hope it will, uh, mm. but... Uh, uh, we actually chose the title because it sounded great, Bits, Bytes and Bewustzijn. So it has three Bs, but um, uh, well, it all has to do with being conscious uh, with and around uh, technology and why uh, why that is so important and, uh, and also about the quest of uh, computers gaining consciousness and, and all those kinds of topics. So that's, uh, those are things that I address in my book. Mm -hmm. So that's why those things are combined. And my actual, uh, well, you, this is all about the hero's journey, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or at least that's uh, yep. what I read. So, yep. and when I look at my own journey, to me, the, the central focus was always consciousness and uh, figuring out the bigger questions in life about who am I, what am I, why am I here? So, and computer technology was just added later to the mix. So that's quite recent. Got it. And so is the, is, so it's just a deep yearning for like knowledge to understand who are, who are we, why are we here? And then how yes. does this weird technology thing blend into everything? Yes, exactly. Because I've, I've always been kind of like a deep thinker. I just, mm -hmm. that's just what I seem to do. Uh, just ponder about the bigger questions and zooming out and seeing what this reality is all about and why we're here and how all of this works. And um, so I've, I've studied so many topics and, um, but it has been since 2012 mm -hmm. that uh, computer technology was added to the equation. And that had to do with me um, becoming more active as an online business manager and a virtual assistant and uh, I started building websites and stuff like that and so I went into the technology uh, well the coding part etc and I've always been very comfortable around computers and always understood the way they worked for some reason like I leveled with them instantly hmm. like my brain seems to work the same way and um, well, and when I started diving into topics like um, uh, biohacking, transhumanist, uh, transhumanism and things we maybe will address in this conversation as well, that's when I got really turned on. I was like, wow, wow, this makes so much sense about what's happening around the world and why we're here and how all of this works. and. To me, it was the final piece of the puzzle. Mm. So, um, so have you noticed any reoccurring themes along the journey of understanding consciousness and why we're here? Is it is it you know um, are there certain patterns that you've seen uh, whether you're studying old texts and what what have you studied to kind of gain insights and understanding? What has been your knowledge journey that you progressed? Well. It's interesting because it's very obvious that when you want to study things like consciousness, you can approach it from a scientific point of view, but uh, sooner or later you'll dive into the whole spiritual uh, side of things. Mm -hmm. And whether it's old uh, texts and, and uh, civilizations that have been around or whatever, 
Mm-hmm. Or if it's just a meditation or uh, a yoga or whatever you want to um, put under the name of spiritualism. Um, I noticed that uh, so, uh, yeah, so many things that I uh, looked into uh, with regards to those topics, but then I realized when computer technology uh, was something that I really dived into, uh, everything started to make sense because a lot of things, if I, if just a very maybe weird example, but if you look like things as a channeling, um, you can uh, look at it as something that is uh, from another um, being or, or spirit or whatever, or an ascended master or whatever who's talking to you. But it might also be, and I'm not saying that it's like this in all the cases, but it might also be that it's uh, created by technology. And um, that thoughts are being implanted into your mind, Mm -hmm. uh, leaving you to think that something higher than yourself is coming through, but it might even just be triggered by technology. And yeah. Are you you saying that like, so when you are... When you talk about channeling, you mean you're you're getting some sort of data downloads from a place that you don't know where these ideas are coming from, these these words, these thoughts, these insights. Is that Yeah, yeah. And it might even be triggered by AI or something like that. Because who who knows that whatever we are being led to believe what the state of technology is at this point in time, maybe it's way, way, way ahead of what we're being led to believe. Mm-hmm. And what is actually spiritual, what is coming from other dimensions or other beings, or what is actually being triggered by technology? Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that uh, sooner or later we'll discover that this whole reality and, and so much that we are being led to believe uh, that technology is actually behind all of that. Do you think well, that's pretty far out? Let's go. And I'm I, that's okay. I, I can swim. Let's get let's get far out. So, uh, do you do you believe? Um, do you think this this is real reality, or do you believe that we're in some sort of matrix, uh, matrix like environment, and 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 that's why we're getting this? Is that is that what you think the origins of reality is, or or do you think? Well, it's I think it's reality? kind of like a combination. I um. Well, The Matrix is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I didn't really understand at the time why that was. But after 2012, I totally got why I was so moved by that movie in uh, 2009 when it first came out. But um, I absolutely believe that a big part of what we call reality is actually created uh, by artificial intelligence. And so we're in some kind of computer simulation, but that doesn't mean that it's all fake and it's, it has no meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's kind of like a combination of, if you, if you want to talk to it in uh, like a, a computer code, then it's, mm-hmm. it's partly artificial and it's partly organic, something like that. It's like layers uh, mm-hmm. mixed. Um, I feel like we need a whiteboard in this session. There, I, this is, uh, I, the, so if we're looking at this, and I, I want to get clear on this, when you're talking about artificial intelligence, so if I pray or if I close my eyes or if I try to channel in with something, you feel there is some sort of artificial intelligence that is that is kind of the, the connecting piece. Of artificial, it doesn't have to be in all, all the time. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that is what always happens when you channel because there are a lot of people that that's, I mean, I can't say for everyone that that's the case, but I do know that a lot of the time that is actually what is happening. And um, yeah, and, and it's- how, how, how so? Now, because I'm, I'm, I'm super interested in this topic is how is it artificial intelligence if it's, if you're, if you're getting these data insights, so you feel like it's a super advanced technology that we're unaware of and because- Well, it's, it is, uh, it is, um, already known that through uh, electronic impulses, you can um, put 
uh, thoughts into someone's mind. You don't even have to actually uh, physically touch someone, just through three frequencies, uh, electromagnetic impulses, uh, that is just possible. So, uh, so it isn't that far-fetched if, uh, yeah, someone just gets complete data downloads in their head. Um, but the, the most important question is, what is its origin? And it can be the most spiritually advanced information, but it can also be created just to mislead a large crowd. Mm -hmm. um, Do you feel that that data is coming from someone, like there's someone on this planet that is being able to send that data in? Or do you feel like there is in some sort of advanced superstructure that is encapsulating this environment? Like, do you think this is quote unquote man-made or is this made by some sort of super organism that is able to kind of send technology insights into your brain? Uh, I think it's kind of like a combination. So uh, there are actually human beings uh, uh, on the line, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, on the communication line, I mean. Um, but um, yeah, this artificial intelligence, I mean, nowadays we still feel like it's just super intelligent computers and we still link it to some hardware casing uh, uh, where the super intelligence is uh, living in, so to speak. But um, I'm convinced that whatever we feel as something that will happen in the way, way future has already happened. So the whole thing of transhumanist, uh, transhumanism coming closer and closer, like the merging of biology with technology, uh, for those who are unaware of what transhumanist uh, transhumanism is, um, I'm convinced that that has already happened. What makes you convinced that it already happened? What What do you feel is the... the, the yeah, that's, that's the a very good question. Yeah, because I don't have any hard proof or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just that I've spoken to so many people uh, that have written books about this or have had experiences with this, and I've done so much research myself and every time things um information um is being shared about this conclusion mm -hmm. it really hits the core of me and um like i just feel that's a deep truth so it's not just that i think that it is the case i just feel it is the case and um and sooner or later, we will discover that that is true. <laughs> it's super interesting because you're, you're speaking it from a point of feeling it and it almost like, and, and a part of my mind is like, well, is there some sort of artificial AI or something that's telling you that it's true? Is there, is there? Well, uh, that's, that's <laughs> a very, yeah, that's a very legit, legitimate question. How do you call it? Yeah. Because who knows that I am just, uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, talking bullshit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, who knows? Uh, it's it, but so never believe what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm convinced of what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's yeah. it's super fascinating, and it's one of those ones that it's very difficult because there's no hard evidence either way on this types of things, right? No, and unless no. you've gone down things, and I don't know if you had have you had any experience with psychedelics or any of those other things that would give you. Have just mi minimum, not minimum. very okay. much. No, not, like, no. not where you got blasted into the cosmos and went and no. to the superstructure AI system. But I've spoken to so many people who have. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, and I've I've heard so many details and experiences and and heard things uh, that that were similarities and things like that and and read about it and there's so much known about the topic. But whenever you talk about things like extraterrestrials or conspiracy theories, you get labeled instantly. So, uh, so it's always a tricky topic when you try to combine these kinds of things. And even when you, yeah, uh, even mention AI and, and robotics uh, into the mix, it even gets uh, weirder for many people. <laughs> it's, fringe, it's fringe thinking, but a lot of fringe thinking, as you can tell, it, it goes from crazy land to prolific 
to common thoughts, right? So like, yeah, you know, cr crazy land is like people that try to eat the sun for energy, right? They sit there, and <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, you know, or, or flat earthers or other things. And then, you know, fringe is this consciousness um, merging with the machine. It's a, it, it, it gets, in a, it, it goes from crazy to prolific and it's on a gradient scale, depending on where, where you stand, your gradient to everything else. That's all. Well, and, and, and I'm, I'm a very big uh, believer in uh, the power of just um, doing your own research. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not a diehard scientist or whatever. I just do my research in my own manner. But, uh, and I'm open to all kinds of um, uh, perspectives. So it's not that I throw a lot of them in the uh, bin uh, to be with. So I just stay open to all kinds of perspectives and read into it, talk to pe people, and then um, see what resonates and what sticks with me. And then, yeah. Uh, what does your research process look like? Is, 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 what does your Sorry. research process look like? What does your research process look like? Do you interview people? Do you read books? Do you listen to audiobooks? Or how do you how do you gather mm -hmm. this data? And what is that? Well, the, uh, most of the things is reading and listening. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of books, a lot of um, websites, articles, um, eBooks, uh, newsletters. Um, if if someone was going to get started in this space and and try to un understand consciousness and the universe and how we fit into it all, do you have a couple of top level books that you would recommend them checking out? Ones that you think would be oh, this is a you know go here to start your journey kind of thing. Oh my god, yeah, my own book. <laughs> <laughs> but that's in Dutch, that's so that's not <laughs> That's see. That's where you need an AI that can translate it and kick out the, and kick out that data. So uh, that would be awesome for for the non-Dutch speakers. Yeah, well, it's so it's. I mean, when you look at the 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 topics that I'm interested in, it it can be deeply spiritual. It can be very technological, and again, it can be highly scientific. And so it, it's it's uh, it goes all directions. And but I do uh, 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 make sure I'm led by my intuition. So uh, and I, I've been to so many webinars and talks and presentations of the most diverse type of speakers. Um, uh, and again, from hardcore scientists about quantum uh, physics to uh, uh, people that were really deep into conspiracy theories. So. All uh, and, and and UFO encounters and whatever, so uh, <laughs> and I just uh, extract my own vision from there. So um, yeah, it's kind of like in my own unique way. I, Got I, it. So there's no there's no single book or a single thing that they can point to to kind of get them up and running and and on this journey of consciousness. No, you look back and try to sometimes when people are so deep down the space trying to reflect backwards and say, oh, this I, you don't even know how to tell them because you're, you're you've gone so deep down the path. And well, and it's so interesting because when I look back, there are so many things that I found to be very interesting mm -hmm. at the time. And um, and I'm so fed up with it by now. So it's all, um, especially in the spiritual realms, I'm like, wow, I, I uh, realize more and more how much distraction and nonsense is being um, shared there and how we're still being made dependent of what other people say and that other people need to fix us and heal us and that we need to improve us and find the best version of ourselves. And, if, if um, it's it's like religion in a whole new context, and then it's called spirituality. And if you look at transhumanism, and if, if there's also it, it also has religious components, but it's the same story. But then it has a technological uh, packaging, like technology can make you the best version of you, and you can upgrade yourself, and you can be the best you, and whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very interesting. 
Do you, do you not believe that technology can improve who you are? Or do you feel like, what are the things well, that you feel is false? You know, I, what I think is false is the initial questions that we need improving. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we're um, flawless. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. But that's part of being human. Mm -hmm. And we are just being over, especially uh, through technology, we're just being uh, overstimulated to get everything right and perfect and to get everything measured and everything um, upgraded and tweaked and, and uh, uh, to become more intelligent and immortal and have superhuman abilities. And it's all so interesting and fascinating. But the initial question, I, I believe that we, we have hardly any clue of what we're actually capable of as human beings. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is way too soon that we are um, moving towards technology to improve us while we hardly have any idea of things we aren't even using yet uh, of our capabilities. What are people not using of their capabilities in terms of like without technology? Are there, are there, what pieces of that are, what do you think are as unaware, people are unaware of using? Well, um, oh my God, that's such a big question. Um, when you, for example, look at transhumanism, a big focus there is also that we, uh, uh, we're trying to become immortal. Uh, uh, and like, um, yeah, move beyond dying so that that's something we don't have to deal with in this lifetime. Um, but that, that the main focus of that is like we only exist in a human body. But we are so much more than just this human uh, um, uh, body that we're living in. And then we are getting back to the consciousness part of it. We are way bigger and much more than this. And who says that we are only uh, living in this reality? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's all being um, uh, downgraded to this 3D reality and to this this body, but we are so big, so much bigger, and we have so much more potential than just what we're seeing here and what we can measure with our current technologies. So that's, I mean, that's interesting that you're saying that because on one side of things, you're saying that there's no need to upgrade or improve yourself, but on the other side, you're saying we have so much potential to improve ourselves. No, not to improve ourselves. We don't need to improve ourselves. There's so much potential that we're not even aware of. So that's something different. So, yeah, it's so, not... yeah. I love to learn the difference between the two of, of, of seeking to improve yourself and, and, and reaching your full potential. Sorry, say again? The, um, what's the difference between someone that's seeking to improve themselves and upgrade themselves and someone that's seeking to reach their full potential? To me, someone that is looking to upgrade himself, there's the assumption that that person is uh, to a certain level and that it's imperfect mm -hmm. and that it needs something outside of itself mm -hmm. to become to to get to a next level and to, uh, while in the other case it's just becoming aware of whatever there already is that you haven't found yet that you're not even aware of and that's all also where the consciousness part comes in when you become aware of who you are, what you are, and, and where you are, and how this reality works, the, yeah. So you're talking about exogenous improvements, external things to make, exogenous Ex means, what is that? <laughs> I apologize, I'm sorry, English terminology. So, um, so exogenous chemicals are chemicals from the outside. Uh, intrinsic versus taking chemicals on the inside. Sorry about that, the, the word usage. The, what I mean by that is the, the difference that I'm hearing you say is that people that feel like they're broken and they need something external to fix them to, to get them to where they want to go versus someone saying, I have innate potential within me and I don't need the outside influencers to improve myself. I can, I can self 
I can self motivate. I can, I can, I can take my own direction and I can, I can, I can do it all within just by lack of a better term, upgrading my mindset, upgrading my psychology, being willing to. Well, find, yeah. Push, push, push back if you feel that's, that's incorrect. No, no, that's, that's, yeah. And, and that brings me to, uh, because one of the topics that, that I'm very interested in and that's part of your uh, podcast is the, the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. And the whole, uh, when you look at all the superhero movies that are being launched still, I mean, <laughs> uh, you would think that everyone's already tired with them, but they are still nope. uh, being launched. But <laughs> so um, uh, a lot of the message there is about outside forces that uh, are being upgraded with all these superhuman abilities and uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, while the real uh, hero's journey, to me, is a journey inwards. Mm -hmm. And the whole, uh, when you look at transhumanism and the whole merging of biology with technology uh, mindset, is that we need technology outside of ourselves to upgrade ourselves. While for me, it's all about remembering who we really are. And, uh, and that even goes so far as uh, even wondering if the history and biology and science and uh, everything that we are being led to believe, what is really true? Mm -hmm. And um, so what is true about who you think you are and what you're capable of, like your self-healing abilities? It's It's... It is so so much bigger than um, than we're being taught in school, in in our families, in our societies. So, um, and that's why I use the term on my website also, like reloading lost data, like the computer type mm. joke. But it appreciate that. It's all of, it's <laughs> it's all about uh, what we've forgotten in in a way and. Um, yeah, like we have to, um, if you if you want to use computer technology, we have to be turned back on, like we're in sleep mode. Re yeah, rebooting the system usually fixes yes. all the problems. Yeah, yes, so, so, something like that. Yeah, so it's not not especially upgrading or linking us to technology or whatever. It's rebooting and waking up and really realizing who we are and where we are at as a species. Well, if you look at, so the hero's journey, um, uh, something I'm fairly familiar with is, is if you look at it, there is, there's, there's a thing known as the hero's two journeys. There is the, there is the journey to obtain something external like, uh, money to, to get the girl, to win the prize, to achieve the glory. Right. And then there's the internal journey that you go along the way, who you become, which is mm -hmm. the which is the unseen journey that people go on, and really that's why people love these. I mean, that the, the reason why superhero movies and it's still going to come out and they're going to come out forever is it's the story of transformation. It's yes. the story of of someone. It is a hero's journey. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's an it's an ordinary person put in extraordinary situations that yes. force them to reach inwards to find their new potential, right? Yes. And and sometimes you don't see it. And the reason why there's mentors and all these other things is that you get shown what is the potential in someone else and then you model their behavior and then mentor yeah. you go, I want to be like that. And so you model their behavior to become like them. And so it's kind of like this potential outsourcing where you see that potential and you go, oh, um, I want to, you know, I want to have really big arms. And so that guy lifts weights. So I lift weights, for example, but really along the way they get self-discipline and all those other things that they need to become that person because we respect it. We respect the heroes because they have these powers they have these abilities, um, and when they've earned it, they inspire. Um, yeah, they inspire you to to become better, um, and so that's why we do it. Technology is uh, technology is just us magnifying who we are, right? So you can use it to sit on a couch and and watch Netflix and not reach your potential, or you can use it to see how many push-ups and sit-ups you do. As lack of a better term, I'm just picking one one thing. So do you do you feel with the transhuman Transhumanistic uh, movement. 
Do you feel like it's going in the wrong direction? Is there a direction that it could be used to help people or a way that you feel like, are they off course? What are your, what are your uh, thoughts on that? Well, the, uh, transhumanism is such a large concept. I mean, uh, and just like in the spiritual scene, there are so many subcategories. So the, the transhumanism, there are so many different uh, groupings, groups within that whole uh, uh, transhumanistic movement. So there are people that have uh, really uh, spiritual ambitions. There are people that are... Uh, uh, only focused on data and whatever you can measure. And there are uh, people that uh, truly see uh, uh, human beings as some kind of virus that we need to get rid of. Uh, so <laughs> you have all these types of, of, of people. And so it's, it, it is not wrong because, and, and, and let me uh, clarify that or, or emphasize that, that mm. I am, absolutely not anti-technology i love technology it's uh it's it's just so interesting uh, uh to see the tension that it creates or can create i mean uh, of course in this reality we need outside uh impulses mm -hmm. and, and 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 indeed mentors and uh, role models to to trigger something inside of us that that yeah, uh, wants us to improve or, or try new things or get out of our comfort zones. So th that is just how it works here. Um, but for me, um, I do feel that the whole transhuman view tends to be, look only outside mm -hmm. and uh, for solutions, uh, whether that's an app or a gadget or a wearable or whatever. Um, because also there you have things like meditation apps, like this very simple example of a meditation app, which wow. is in itself beautiful. I mean, we, we all carry around our smartphones. However, I no longer have a smartphone, but, uh, uh, almost everyone carries one. So why not make a meditation available through the smartphone? I mean, that's a wonderful idea. It's like using technology for that purpose. But on the other hand, if it means that if your battery is down, uh, uh, you, you don't know how to uh, uh, turn inwards. And um, uh, if you're dependent on your smartphone for something like that, that, that would be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, but it's not black and white. It's it's such a difficult topic, and there's this whole uh, uh, um, thing called transformative technology, uh, which is fascinating. It's it's looking at how to use technology for mental and spiritual and emotional well-being. Um, but again, it's always you have this this oh this this friction. And uh, so I, I find it difficult to, to, to find a balance like, is, yeah, what is right and what is wrong, if you can ever speak in terms like that. There's, so there's a couple of things I want to touch on. Um, so one being is it seems like, and what I'm hearing you say is that technology can have a benefit, and there's a, but you don't want to be dependent on it. And so you, can, no. so you can use it to like, augment you and augment say your meditation ability um but then when it goes away can you can you still do it are you greatly dependent on it i uh i originally got into meditation through um uh the headspace app and i did that hmm. a ton and i did like a lot of that and then i did other ones and other things and now i don't even use it anymore i just i just meditate i just no, I use sure. I I use white noise in the background to block out any of the sounds on the outside. So occasionally I use that just to like just so I don't. Well, oh, yeah, the noise canceling headphones, for example. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> so, but so I can see that. But that what you're talking about is a, it's a transitionary state until it becomes a way of life, right? So it, it augments and outsources your discipline and your capabilities, right? And so you have that, and then eventually, if you can take that away and you can do it without that, to where you don't need it. For example, like carrot and stick like oh i'm gonna give you a dollar to lose a, a pound of weight and but you really want the way of life right you want you well want the, it's yeah. yeah it's 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 so uh we are so 
it's so easy for us to lean towards ease and comfort. And uh, so whatever our phone or laptop, tablet, whatever can help us to, to make very efficient, efficient and easy and accessible, that's something we will uh, automatically lean towards. But it doesn't mean that it's always the best solution. And um, so, again, it has to, we have to remain aware of the choices we make mm -hmm. and what are the alternatives and not always choose the easy way. Um, I mean, just try to leave your phone, um, just turn it off for, for like, half a day and see how you feel no thank you no <laughs> exactly if you feel like you're losing a limb yeah. or whatever or, or if you get really nervous that's very interesting <laughs> i uh i uh um my best friend had a, a wedding a couple months ago and i i accidentally took my water my phone for a swim and uh it no longer worked and I was like, oh, I'll just wait a couple of days. The new phone comes out. The new iPhone comes out. I can go like four or five days without it because the new one's going to come out and all stuff. And I really started to feel like FOMO, uh, fear of missing out. I was, you know, on the outside of this party and I'd go past people and everybody, everybody would be on their phones. If, well, uh, pre-pandemic, like you look at like Starbucks, anybody in a coffee shop, there's only two things. You're either on a phone or you're talking to somebody that is yeah. it there's nobody just sitting there staring at a wall that doesn't that's just not a thing and but you realize that that is the it's, it's supplementing having a human connection in place of it and and it's, it's it's really interesting to see that effect and and i definitely use it because for various reasons i'm sure i'm addicted to it in some way shape and form um but i also find it benefits me because it just you can do so much more with it mm. what caused you to make the decision to give up your cell phone what talk well, about first that. of all first of all i realized that i was totally addicted to it uh -huh. uh, because my mind is always looking for information because i'm just a thinker i'm a researcher that's what i do just on autopilot so my phone my smartphone was like this open door to to this a huge library uh, called Google. <laughs> so I was always reading and looking for information and I just couldn't stop myself. And when I was next to someone in the car, when I was waiting in line, when I was whatever, well, we all know those situations, I instantly grabbed my phone and um, people close to me uh, started um, mentioning that to me like put away that phone and i wasn't aware of it really but at some point i realized how bad it was and that i wasn't able to uh, constrain myself so it started as a way of protecting myself because because i was uh, uh I, I couldn't turn myself off i mean my mind is always running but it now it was in overdrive and I had uh, an even harder time really connecting to my feelings and connecting to the people around me because I was in this other digital realm all the time and always uh, thinking. How long has it been? And, sorry? How long has it been since you uh, Two years, around two years now. Two years. And and what have been the, some of the benefits that you've noticed by not having your phone for two years? Oh, it's so much more calm. It's, I mean, one of the things that I'm convinced of as well is that uh, sooner or later we'll discover that this smartphone is doing so much more in, in, in our interaction as human to the smartphone that we are aware of at this point. It is, it is um, influencing your mental state, it's influencing your emotional state, it is indeed keeping you addicted. Um, it's it's huge it's really huge what this phone is doing that we're not even really aware of so when i threw my phone out of the window which was quite a decision because i was very hooked to it um it instantly felt like there was this whole 
intelligent being that I just dropped out of the window. So to me, it's, it really felt like I got rid of so much more than just this smartphone. Mm. And like uh, the 31st of December last year, I decided to also quit my Facebook account, for example. So, um, yeah, be, and, and I write about that in my book as well, like the impacts of social media on a smartphone and however that works and the impact on your empathy and attention span and whatever all things uh, a lot of your listeners have probably heard about. So, but yeah, that I really discovered it myself. Has that ever bitten you in the butt? Um, has it ever been a negative where you didn't have your smartphone or you didn't have your Facebook? Has there been a situation that you can recall where it had a negative impact on you? Uh, after I got rid of it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, not really. No. Okay. I was trying to look at trying to look at both sides of the coin on this one. And because yeah. I mean, it, it serves a lot of benefits. You can reach out, you can call someone, you can get well, directions. Well, I had to, I had to, yeah, exactly. I had to buy a, a Tom Tom <laughs> navigation, <laughs> for example, because uh, uh, um, Tom Tom. Yes, because my building navigation really sucks. Yeah. So, so yeah, I could use my smartphone. So I had to buy that. But well, hey, that's not such a big deal. Um, and that was the. But and I did use a lot of apps and things. But I'm and I'm I'm not a person that uses a lot of gadgets and wearables where you need to use your smartphone. I don't track things. I mm. I'm interested in the concept of it, but I'm not interested in it myself. Yeah, so, you're a, a technology voyeur. You like to see- I'm, like more, of a, I'm more of a philosopher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 that's, 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 that's fascinating. Do you, so let me ask you a question then. What's your opinion on like Elon Musk making Neuralink and putting things in your brain and, and uh, all that fun stuff? Like at what point will you do it? What's gonna be the- oh, I'll never do it. I'll never you, do it. What if, what if, <laughs> What if you could learn like Spanish in one click? You click a button, you got Spanish down, right? All right. What happens? Uh, what happens if all the friends around you speak twenty-seven different languages and you don't? At what at one point? I want to. I want to. I want to push your buttons here and see what falls off. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not a person that is very vulnerable to group pressure, so that helps. <laughs> I noticed, I noticed, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stack the deck here. So, so you'll never do it. There's no, there's no motivation to, to merge with the machine on your side. No, 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 no. Um, no, and in my, I, I don't feel like we ever need to merge with it, but I do feel that, um, that we'll develop a completely different type of technology uh that is maybe something that will um um how do you call it uh, steer uh, with your consciousness mm -hmm. instead of a, a keyboard or a mouse or uh, by talking to it or so maybe in the in the future technology will be something that we maybe not even specifically see as such Mm -hmm. but which just looks human and is all around us and, and digital and realms and organic realms. You don't see the difference. Mm. But again, that's, as I mentioned earlier, look around you. That's where we're already in. Mm -hmm. But that's so my opinion. This, so look at that. <laughs> have you tried... Because, um, I mean, it's a lot of sounds like the, the Matrix, and we could be living in the Matrix, and there is some interesting things of, like, well, okay, there's two things. So I'm gonna start with one first is consciousness. Do you think there is a, like, what is consciousness? Is that is that AI, is that a, co a collective thinking system? Is that connected to some outside source sending in data? What's, what do you what do you think consciousness is? Well, th yeah, that's maybe even the big, that, yeah, that's maybe uh. even the biggest question. <laughs> I mean, the, there are still the, the, the biggest scientists are rolling over each other trying to find answers to that question. So, so I won't even dare to answer it. But uh, to me, I feel like 
beyond this this skin, this body, uh, this personality, who we uh, think we are, we, in, uh, if, if it all boils down to energy frequencies and even consciousness. So we're pure consciousness. And but you can also there is to me it feels there is an organic consciousness and there is an artificial consciousness. And um, the How AI. Cool. Can you explain yeah. that a little bit? Yeah. Um. Wow. So, <laughs> um, can, you, can you parse to me that what's the difference between the organic consciousness and the artificial consciousness? Does that all live inside the body at once? Where is that? So what is, I'm trying to get a, uh, uh, what's the, what's the distinction well, between the two? Um, in this reality that we live in and the body that we're living, it's a mixture of both. So, uh, so that's why we're kind of in the matrix, but not only in the matrix, because the matrix is just artificial. That's just computer code. But there is something organic and something original still intact. Uh, and it's for us to remember or to distinguish between what is artificially created and what is original. And that's kind of what the whole hero's journey for me is about, mm -hmm. about discovering that. And um, so, yeah, I actually think or believe that there are beings on this planet that look human, but are just artificial. Um, so, so you feel like there's some artificial dungeon masters that are rolling around the, the world that are observing us and being able to send thoughts into our heads that are, from this artificial being, do you feel like there is a giant global game being played? I, I often say that life is a game, it's more fun to play with your friends. So mm. uh, I feel like you're taking it to the next level here and I'm trying to uh, clearly understand there's, art you believe there's artificial beings currently right now and they are able to, what's the purpose of these artificial beings? What are they doing? Where are they? Uh, yeah, that's, that's in the category existential questions because that's <laughs> they call podcasts as existential <laughs> <laughs> because uh, it has to do with the whole human evolution. I mean, why are we here, and and why is this reality the way it is at the moment, and and what's behind all of this? And I don't even pretend to have the the, the final answers to that because I I don't think we'll ever really figure out. But I do feel that there are beings or an intelligence, intelligence that is maybe even older than our planet Earth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that has kind of maybe even invaded this reality and created this kind of matrix-like situation. And we are in this hero's journey to find our way out yeah. of this labyrinth. Are you sure you haven't done psychedelics? No, it's a very psychedelic <laughs> conversation. So I never felt compelled because well, I don't, I don't believe I need them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's great. So, do you what? What gives you the basis or the belief? Like, what gives you the feeling that there are these artificial beings around? What is, what is the, where does that come from? Well, I have, again, I have read so much. Uh, books, information, uh, been to talks, spoken to people that do claim to have first-hand experiences with other beings, with other dimensions, with other uh, civilizations that have told me stories that um, have touched me in such a profound way that I know that it wasn't my mind that reacted to it, that uh, I just instantly felt things that I heard were true. A lot of them weren't, but some of them were. And over time, that kind of created my view on things. Do you have anything that you could recommend or any one book or one talk that stands out to you as a as like something that kind of gave you the most insights or the most the, the greatest feeling that that this this is kind of the way reality is? Well, let me choose a very accessible <laughs> book. Non-Dutch, please. <laughs> Non-Dutch, yeah. And that is the book called The uh, uh, Simulation Hypothesis by uh, Rizwan uh, Virk. 
and you can find it on Amazon. And I think it's hypothesis. yes, and it is a very accessible three D, uh, and he also gets into spirituality as well. But he, in a very accessible way, um, goes into the whole thing of are we actually living in a simulation or not, and why is it very uh, much possible that it is that it is the case and uh, and how it puts a lot of things in a different perspective if you look at it from a computer simulation point of view mm-hmm. so um, yeah so maybe that's interesting that's a, uh, that's a, it's a, it's a good it's a good place to start um, and and it's just it's a it's a unique concept and new new perspective so I was trying to understand the journey along to, to make that. So you, you, could you talk, because you, you've mentioned a couple of times about our journey and the hero's journey with us and technology. Um, what do you think are a couple of the the pitfalls along the way? What are we called threshold guardians? Things that prevent us from kind of reaching our holy grail and that, and that transformation. What do you think are the things that step in the way from our growth um, as a civilization? Well, the first word comes to mind is forgetting that we are, uh, that we've forgotten that we've forgotten. <laughs> so um, that's very philosophical, right? <laughs> we forgot that we forgot. I was, I don't know what I don't know, but I'm, I'm 100% sure that I don't know it though. Because, because we, there is so much about our biology we uh-huh. we think we figured out so much of who we are and how our biology works and how our reality works and 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 we really we really don't and as long as we think we know so much and we uh, uh, work from there then we are uh, leaving behind so many interesting things and we are skipping so many uh, uh, important things. Um, and I'm actually reading at the moment the book called Reclaiming Conversation by Sherry Turkle and, and, and she is really making a stand for how important it is that we actually have face-to-face conversation instead of only chatting and pinging and, and, and zooming and whatever and why it's, it's uh, conversation is so important. And especially that younger generations are not even aware, not all of them, of course, but let's generalize for the sake of the conversation, but that a lot of uh, uh, young people are not even aware of the things that we no longer learn because we're only, uh, most of them are only communicating through uh, screens and even in the families that they grow up, people hardly have real uh, attention for each other so so i find it very disturbing that if we are not aware of what is happening and aware of how we are what's happening to us with and around technology that we are just losing so many very very important things along the way and i feel compelled to make sure that that's not happening (laughs) <laughs> raise the flag and let everybody know have you have you experienced um virtual reality have you have experienced having conversations with people in virtuality at all as that have you ever tried that hardly to okay. be honest yeah. okay it's, it's fair I, I just would be curious just on the on the areas of uh conversations and communications and things like that i do a lot of I, you know, I build a lot of virtual reality social environments, so people engaging those ones. And I would just be very, especially from the perspective of reclaiming the conversation. You know, what are the gaps between the two? Does the is there is there a gap in the technology? I mean, you can't you can't track eyes, you can't track micro expressions, things like that. But you can still get. I've I've had some very deep soulful conversations inside well, VR. Um, absolutely. And so, and so I was just well, curious about. Yeah. But I do agree yeah. that like deep conversations is one piece that we're missing entirely. Hence. Yeah, no, but it's very good that you point that out as well as you, what you've experienced, because mm. again, it's not about good or bad and black and mm. white. And there yeah. are, uh, especially through the whole Corona situation, this all this kind of uh, software that is helping you to uh, meet online and to interact online 
it is it is it has been improved so much because we're uh, more and more people are using it so it's, it's it's getting a boost that's amazing so there are a lot of new platforms being designed and created which are wonderful but again when you're not not through a digital connection where you're actually face to face and where you can even touch each other mm -hmm. and you can feel so much more uh, 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 and, and, and again that's also not black and white because the most sensitive people can feel everything even when it's a digital connection or even when there's no digital connection when you just think of a person so it's it's yeah it's very nuanced well, it's a series of grace, and you're right. There is no, there's no right or wrong way to do it. No. But it, it is interesting to get perspectives because per the perspective of someone else can shift yours and put you on a different path. And that's why yes. I'm asking these questions is to 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 see what what inspired you for the remembering of people. What what inspired inspired you to to be fascinated with technology but not want to be close to it. There's this interesting push-pull relationship. Well, I, I want to be close to it because I spend a lot of time behind my laptop. Then get the chip in your brain. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, I don't want technology to move beyond my skin barrier. <laughs> so, but it will, it will make you whole. It will fix you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, percent. No, what's the so so? Okay, on 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 your journey for all of this, everything that you're doing here, right? Um, with the book, with understanding it, with these hypotheses, with with communicating the these the super AI intelligence that we're connected with. What's your holy grail for all of this? What are the what what do you ultimately seek to do with um with all of these studies and all of this communication that you? That and research that you do? Well, um, I hope to spark something in people, even if it's just a little thing. Because again, I don't have the answers, so I don't pretend to have some kind of vision or philosophy that is the one that that's how everything works or everything is. I don't, because I, I uh, uh, tweak it almost every day because I get new insights and new perspectives and I talk to other people and I love that to always adjust the way I feel and think about things. But I do, uh, for me, it's very valuable if people start thinking for themselves. Mm -hmm. So I hope that there is things that I say trigger something in another human being mm. like, hmm, what if <laughs> maybe she's right or why does that touch me and do i want to yeah explore that or whatever whatever it is i don't i don't care if if there's something that i've triggered in another human being that makes them aware and ask questions then i'm very happy okay beautiful without so the result. I don't care about the results it's, because it's, I don't know what's good or bad. It's it's not necessarily you must believe this or do that. You just no, want, you no. want people to, to 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 think about a new perspective and integrate that new perspective, that concept of or that thought in some way that causes them to become inquisitive. So really, the goal which yes. you want is to have more people to become inquisitive, like you're inquisitive, and that 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 gift of curiosity. I would say. And going back, yes, and going back to the hero's journey, like moving out of their comfort zone into mm -hmm. the unknown. And what if everything that you've been told that's true is not true about who you are, about how this reality works? What if? Well, that's an interesting one, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fascinating one. And a great one to end this podcast with. Is there any last thoughts um, or insights or ahas you like to give to people before you let people know um, how they can find uh, more of what you do or how to get a hold of you? Uh, well, nothing particular that comes to mind. No, no. And if people want to know more about me, then uh, the English version of my website is uh, uh, my first and last name, ifkalamstra.com. Uh, so there they can read more about uh, me and my work. 
ifkalantra.com and that that will be inside the one that's in the video uh two it's inside uh, a lot of these cards out there so just combine that name together.com uh to find more ifka's work uh ifka thank you so much for your time i i really uh appreciate this conversation it was wide ranging and it was it was a lot of fun so uh, thank you so much for your time i appreciate this yes and thanks again and thanks everyone for who's watching thanks for your time <laughs> beautiful have a wonderful day bye now yeah bye-bye Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.